When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are around the world, welcome to uh, two very special editions of Spurs show live recordings from the Albany pub, Great Portland Street. That's not bad. Thank you so much for joining us here in the pub and at home. Uh, You can join us at these events we do every month. Just go to season.spurshow.net. There's two more left, well, three. The one we're doing tonight, uh, next month, if we're not in the Champions League semi-final, that is. Which small if... With, with Phil Bill and then our big end of season event at the 100 Club on May the 14th in preparation for the Champions League final right? it, oh yeah exactly we've, we've booked it in all perfectly my god missed optimistic there <laughs> my co-host please welcome Theo Delaney <laughs> and secondly a man who's quite a, and rightly so a, a wonderful regular on the Spurs show now from Haters TV Mr. Jerry Cox great and finally, because obviously we're talking a lot about the stadium, the pros, the cons. There's been a lot going on today. We should discuss about getting a ticket. The general, is it general secretary, is the official? No, no, just the secretary. general. Just oh, secretary. I like general secretary because it sounds like the Will Tappers and Shunters Club. The, the, the secretary of the wonderful Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, Mr. Pete Hain. Three. Right, on tonight's show, we will be looking at, I can't believe we're saying this, the opening of the, <laughs> the new stadium and everything that goes with that. We'll be looking at the current team. We'll a little chat about the international games that we've seen this week, how we thought our players did, etc. And then we'll be looking ahead. We've had a game in three weeks. This will be third week. The massive game at Anfield against Liverpool at the weekend. So, lots to cover. First thing we have to cover it, because it was on Saturday, the new stadium was finally opened for a competitive match. The Iron... How many people in the room put your hands up were there? Uh, about 25%, I'd say, were, were at the game. Uh, well, obviously, you were there. I yep, saw you there. Uh, extraordinary day. Um, Pete, I mean, obviously, you've been sort of liaising with a club for a long time and the delays and everything that's been going on what were your impressions of finally I know you've been there before but finally going in seeing 30,000 fans there open for a proper match day what were your impressions uh, incredible <laughs> absolutely incredible yeah I, I, first time I was in there I think it was January 2017 and stood by the pitch side and looked up at what was the stands before the roof got raised and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up, just trying to visualise what it would be like with a bit of grass down and a few people in that stadium. Mm. 
and even though it was, I think, around about 29,000 there on Sunday, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. The closeness of the stands mm. to the pitch, the atmosphere. OK, everybody had a big smile on their face, which, considering the run that we've just come off of, you know, one point in 12, is... Uh, yeah. A little bit surprising, but it's an incredible stadium. What was incredible was that I know loads of people, especially on social media, have taken so many photos. They've had various other days and corporate things there. So we'd all kind of seen the pitch, you know, and the, the, the bowl, as they now call it. A bit American, but there we go. What we'd never really seen was the concourses open with people in there. And yeah. that, to me, was incredible because, you know... I was West End Upper for many, many years. And for those of you that remember the West End Upper, you'd come through to the top bit. There'd be the one food concession. That was it. Uh, I know it was just, you couldn't get a drink. You, you, you Actually, you wouldn't want to eat there. It wasn't a question of like, you couldn't get any food. You wouldn't want to eat against this pie or whatever. The bagels. Although, uh, Maybe the, the bagels, yeah. Yeah, there was the ba Barry's bagels down, yeah. down the way. Yeah. And that was it. And I remember once going there, it was really busy and going... Um, um, what was it? A cup, of, a cup of tea, and they it was really they served me, and I walked away, and it was just a cup of boiling water, <laughs> and I went back and went, it's just boiling water. Yeah, we run out of tea. Next, it, <laughs> it was just just honest, it's the God's honest truth. It was just utterly ridiculous. Um, and going there now with is it sixty food and drink concessions and. They're everywhere, basically. Yeah. You can't moan about, and what, oh, what there's a, a big queue. What a choice as well, bloody hell. Noodles, yeah. the lot. Noodles, no, the lot. And cheap. I mean, decent prices. Yeah. Sort a fiver of, a pint. No more than Wembley, I'd say. A lot less. Less than Wembley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly water and soft drinks and things that's, like that were, were less. Well, that's a massive part of their strategy, isn't it? Is to it's price it so that it's competitive where, with other places people could go on a match day. And that, that makes perfect sense if you want to keep people in there and make yeah. it. Otherwise, then no one's going to bother doing it aren't they so well, that's it. there is so much choice there you know it, yeah. will, it will cater for every single taste yeah Although exactly I think, I think i've seen one or two comments about healthy options and i'm thinking well yeah okay. actually, well toby oh. trotman who we know for vsp publishing i saw he was eating tofu and chips well there you go you yeah. can get tofu. More, what could be more healthy than that <laughs> is that, is that, is that, that a pie and mash concession <laughs> i had i had the pie oh yeah I what's it the like yeah. they've still got uh, pie i had the chicken tikka pie any good? For £3.50 with a little Spurs crest on the top. Love it. Which I don't know if it was edible, but I ate it. That was, that was representing the chicken that was inside it. And it was, it was, it was very good. Yeah. And, and obviously everyone's talking about the, the pints that the special machine where below, it goes yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I bumped into Paul Hawksby, who's two gangways away from me. And he, <laughs> he was telling me the amount of Spurs fans he saw holding the pints up going how does it work how does it work it's like a valve and a magnet and he saw five people press the valve and it just poured beer all over the place <laughs> like some, children don't touch it you yeah, have to touch some, it some people have already worked out the very quick option to get drunk is to hold the glass up above you just pour it into your just pour it straight <laughs> yeah. into your mouth yeah. <laughs> you know so I mean it was amazing and, and they had there was DJs and you know acoustic guitarists playing and obviously you were in the main bar which went on quite late, didn't it? The, yeah, the, yeah. We was in the uh, the goal line bar. Lock in. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, it was at least 
coming up the two hours after the game had finished, really? and, and the crowd was still there, drinking, yeah. singing, and partying. Again, that's part of their plan, isn't it, to, yeah. for people to stay, which will help the the people leave. You know, the, the worry yeah. of sixty thousand people leaving. If people leave at different times over the course of two or three hours, that's right. Yeah, it everyone slows wins. The flow. Slows you know, the flow in, slows yeah. the flow out. Because I know yeah. they've already put forward the time that the gates will open for the Palace game. Yeah. It's three hours before kick right. There's going to be a lot of people taking the day off work that day or there yeah. half days. Yeah. There's be a lot yeah. of sickies. Yeah. You do wonder if uh, after a 1-0 home defeat at West Brom whether they'll be <laughs> whether people still be singing so two hours yeah. after the yeah, final yeah, whistle. Yeah. Also, be, you know, on, 2, on night games, presumably Mickey. people are not going to stay for three hours after the game. Or, I mean, I don't know what they think people will do on night games. But they play rave music. They, they yeah, actually, right yeah. everyone has a disco biscuit and goes <laughs> mental. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Beaver Town Brewery then, I don't think you might know this, maybe maybe because it was just a trial game, there was a, a I don't know, it was beer or IPA, there was one drink there which was 8.7% proof. I like the sound of that. You kind of go, Tottenham Arsenal, is that wise? It's a a very strong stout that Beaver Town do. It is highly recommended. (laughs) Pete, you... (laughs) You I are would the world's half a biggest beer expert. You won't remember you, any you, of the game. <laughs> you reckon that's a good one, dear? It's a good one, yeah. But don't but have mo- leave, you, you really only want one of those, don't I'd, you? I'd Two at the, the absolute most. I'd leave the motorcycle at home if I was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Especially after a defeat, you'd want yes. one or yeah. two, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But just little yeah. things. I mean, I can, I can only sort of go com- compare it to maybe the Wembley experience. Uh, a to see stewards outside Spurs actually smiling and saying hello to you. People checked your. Uh, season ticket card before you went up the steps just to check you were in the right place which was nice there was no wandering around going no one where am I going no idea the tapping the ticket in worked straight in and the lovely thing is I think everyone goes through level one but unlike Wembley where you're level one two that's it you go through level one which means you can meet your mates in and around level one before you go up to whatever level you're at, which I think was great. That's right. And also, you can do the same. If you're, as mine is, on level two, you can work your way up or down. Yeah, and there are bars on the upper levels as well. Bars on the upper yeah. level yeah. as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, my, my one concern, though, it, it, which we touched upon, is, is the transport. Obviously, they've now increased the CPZ, so you really can't park in, in many places at all. And on that match, the thing came up on the amazing screens that there was a reduced service from Wildlife Station first, yeah, game, yeah, first we, game. Yeah, so we, a lot of people were leaving early thinking, I need to get my train. And when I left, there was quite a queue, orderly queue forming yeah. to get that train. And you yeah. go, that was 28,000. If we've just lost 3-0 to Palace, 62,000 all leaving at the same time. You start thinking this is going to be chaotic. Yeah. Although the high road is now shut, there's no there's no cars on the high road. Yeah, up yeah, where the, the ground. Yeah, is I mean anyway. the rail the rail problem was a, um, there was a broken rail on the Enfield Town line into Chesant and down to White Hart Lane, so that caused major problems. That's just one of those things that because we were we were at the ladies' game up at Chesant because um, the trust had sponsored it, um, so I left and we left early to try and get there. So luckily I had the car and I've got a parking space. Not in the ground I hasten to add, but around my aunties who happens oh, to be oh, nice. 
Is it a double car? We can well, I, I, could, I could fit five in at a reasonable cost. Yeah. <laughs> right. but, um, I'll see you after, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, So we um, we drove down, and I got a text when we got there saying a lot of the um, the ladies were going to come down to the game, but they were stuck at Chesham because oh, really? they couldn't get on a train. Yeah. Well, that's just bad. Like, I mean, that could happen at yeah, any time. It's a broken rail, so yeah. you can't legislate yeah. for that. But you? they are improving the service into White Hart Lane. They're obviously improving the station, which we think will be finished... <laughs> we've heard this so many times before it will be finished in August by August uh, so, August next season uh, August for this next, season yeah right, well, the coming season, season yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that will mean that you'll be able to access White Hart Lane through the arches and the railway station there'll be two staircases you can go up to the left or to the right so they'll be able to get more people onto the platform quicker they'll also change the signalling so they can run more frequent trains and they'll also be upgraded trains as well uh, Northumberland Park won't be open on Saturday, but will be, I'm told, open for the Crystal Why is Palace. That? That's, that's well, they've extended, they put a third line in between Meridian Water and North, uh, Tottenham Hale right. to increase the service so they can run fast trains through and put a slow train through on the slow line. Or so, is it because they think we're going to be in the Europa League next season? <laughs> <laughs> the games will be on Sundays again. Yeah, yeah, could well be, could well be. So <clears throat> those transport systems are going to be improved and they, they reckon the club is saying that it will double the capacity of both of those stations. So you'll be able to get more well, people good. in and out that much quicker. Yeah. Okay, we've got some teething problems until yeah. then. But I mean, but, they've increased the controlled parking zone and my yes, bear when we were last at White Hart Lane, I used to park behind Bruce Castle Park and loads of little roads there. And my bugbear was that when I'd been there subsequently from the end of, end of uh, the end, when we were last there, yeah. there's loads of parking space there, which was residence that wasn't used. And I didn't understand why Harringay didn't make it pay and display. Charge 20 quid, go crazy. There's empty space, but you can't park there. And it wasn't like the residents going, we can't park anywhere. There's space there. It's a good question that really one of the local councillors ought to answer. You know, yeah. It does seem to me a missing revenue Far, far worse Fulham. than that is Fulham, because as a journalist, you know, I go to Fulham every now and again, and I remember going to Fulham on a boxing day, or around Christmas period, and all the streets around Fulham, around Craven Cottage, there's absolutely no chance of parking on match days. Mm but they're completely deserted because they've all gone to their house in the country. Because yeah. if, if you can afford a house near yeah. Craven Cottage, you've yeah. got a house in the country. Yeah. So it's just ludicrous. It, exactly like you say, you know, let those places, you know, charge 20 quid or yeah. whatever, and you, you know. Yeah. But certainly the aim of the club and the aim of Haringey is to make it a, tra- a transport-only yeah, stadium. Yeah, of course, yeah. And that is going to be a real challenge for people to change the habits of a lifetime. You know, yeah. the, uh, the social club across the road from the stadium has always had that big car park, and then the school next door has always had the big yeah. is that, is that That's all still up? That'll no, because you can't access the high road. You, you can't get the high so no, none, none of those car parks. As soon as you come down oh, no. to the right, it's closed. So I know, because my father has a blue badge. I can't believe it. I know yeah. that they're for blue badge. You, again, you, it's first come, first served almost online, applying online. There's 90 car parking spaces underneath the stadium yeah. now but you have to be there two hours before kickoff, which is pretty improbable and then you've absolutely got to wait an hour after so that really doesn't alleviate no. anything really I don't think doesn't I, saw, I saw the shuttle bus company who were doing a dummy run it wasn't open on Saturday and that shuttle bus will go to the high road I think and it goes to Alexander 
Palace, Palace yeah. and Wood, Wood Green. Green. Yeah. But when I asked them, great, Palace, how many buses are you putting on? They went, we don't know yet. No. So Certainly that shuttle bus isn't available on Saturday and the plan is it will be set up for Wednesday. Right. And as you say, we'll drop off at the um, Harringay College just uh, the north of Crichton Avenue. Well, ordinary buses are going straight through and everything, right? They're not no, diverted, ordinary no. buses will be diverted. Even red, big red yeah, buses? even big red buses. They're oh being diverted God. off the high road. So Can't the high road it. is completely... Pedestrian only. Blimey. This is going to take a bit of getting used to get our heads it around this. Mm, it yeah. will do. But even on Saturday, I saw tra- straight away traffic wardens were out doing tickets. And I actually called Harringay Council today and said, if I was late and I just parked on a yellow line, what will happen? Will I just get a ticket or will I be towed? And they You'll went, shot. We, we don't know, speak to the club. And I went, I've already spoken to the club. They said, speak to you. Okay. So clearly no one knows. You know what? Because if there's four of you and you go, it's a 40 quid ticket, yeah, we'll take the it's ticket, a tenner yeah. each. Take the ticket. You, you, it's I, cheaper I, than I, parking at Wembley. <laughs> if I could park five minutes away. But no one could say, you could do that or you'll be clapped. We did yeah, ask no the, one knows. We did ask the question because I know Blue Badge gives certain yeah. rights and you can park, I think, on single you yellow. You can normally well. park on a single yellow and yeah. all the housing states behind White Hart Lane where you could normally park you can't now. You need to know someone yes. who lives in the flats yeah. who gives you a scratch card. Yeah. There's also the fact that homes for Haringey have their own rules. So the area around the back of White Hart Lane Station, walking up towards the Annie where you go up the steps, mm. that's all a private estate and they have different rules themselves and they have their own blue badge this system. Is, we're getting oh, really, really detailed really complicated. So basically, yeah. unless you know where there is parking available, and from yeah. one of the, a couple of the tweets that I've seen, there's parking available around Brantwood Road on the industrial estate. So I don't know how much or where, but that's what I'm seeing. Um, I wouldn't take the car unless you really know where you're going to Well, there was... You know all the little sort of industrial states coming down White Hart Lane and whatever? One was open on Saturday, literally just down from White Hart Lane. It was 18 quid to get in. But again, you've got no guarantee when you get there if you're going to get in. Yeah, if you don't, you have to get there early. You're, you're now struggling because yeah. you've got to do a left past yeah. Northumberland Park. But- yeah, I mean, well, that, that was always the case. If you yeah. arrived late in your car, sometimes your preferred <laughs> car parts and you'd start panicking and all yeah, that, yeah. and you'd, you'd end up doing sorting something out. But it sounds like now there's less, you could end up really, really no chance. Yeah, well, I think the club have also taken out leases on some of the school sites as well. One to help with disabled parking, good, right. but also to help with staff parking, shall we right, say. Right, right. Fair enough. The other thing that we were talking about um, is obviously ticketing uh, because today was the day it was in all the papers that the 7,000 tickets available to members was it 7,000 sold out in minutes there was I didn't realise there was a Spurs you know you're a Hotspur member but there was a members plus you'll know more about this yeah there's two two elements of membership one is Hotspur plus which for an extra fiver puts you on oh, so extra fiver. the waiting oh, okay. list. And that gives you priority. So that season ticket waiting list, and you get a one-day priority window to purchase tickets. Now, bear in mind that we have 42,000 season ticket holders, 8,000 premiums, 3,000 away fans. That doesn't leave a lot out of the capacity. What does it leave? 62,000. That's seven or eight. It's about seven, seven or eight. Or eight you know. so, so and how many Hotspur Plus members yeah. are there? I don't know about Hotspur Plus members, but I know there are around about 165,000 members right. well, looking for 7,000 tickets. Yeah. Wow. 
So the, the one pl- the, the Hotspur OnePlus members get a window where there are a thousand tickets available. The, that was yesterday. They sold in under thirty minutes. Today, all of the members, including One Hotspur get Plus, who were successful, can try again. So again, you right. probably got the most of one hundred sixty-five thousand yeah. applying for. So the terrible, terrible horror has now dawned on all the non-season ticket holders amongst our fans that it's going to be. Almost impossible to get tickets for a while for any big it's, game. Yeah, the odds there, you know, 7,000 out of 165. Really tough. Now, to be fair, a lot of those members have never been to matches. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, could discount, reason, yeah. you could even discount yeah. 100,000 out of 162,000. That still whatever. leaves a lot, doesn't it? It does still leave but a lot. I mean, that, that's just one of, again, it's one of those things that's happened. But I, I guess it's because they, they've sold so many, which again well, must no, be a if business. you think about it, it's so like, many season it's tickets no premium different to from what it was what, before. What it was at there was there still, was still the same six or seven left. It's probably the fact that we now have more members because our profile has risen over the past two or three years. yeah. And obviously more season tickets, yeah. but there, there are the actual amount of available tickets amount, hasn't really changed. No, hasn't but changed. there's an irony to that, of course, because of course all everyone's thinking we've got such a big stadium, it's going to be easier to get tickets. Yeah, I've seen no. tweet, tweets this morning. Oh, Daniel, Less you should have built a bigger stadium. <laughs> you should have made it eighty thousand. Yeah. Well, well, I, yeah. I know some people are panicking because with Easter coming up, people are away. So some people have sort of I've had it for these these games as well you know, have my season tickets. And obviously you get the thing about, oh, tickets go for £1,200 a pair for Palace and all this stuff at the club are going, we'll clamp down, we'll, we'll, we'll check ID. You know, and people are scared about that. But you can't really. I mean, you know, you, start, you, you rush up there, someone's not going to ask for ID. I don't have any on me. That's my name. My name is whatever. And so there's a lot of sort of scaremongering going on as well if you do want to, you know... The club have said they will make spot checks and ID checks. So I, as a season ticket holder, would not pass my season ticket on to anybody or sell Mm. it to anybody. Mm. There's two ways of, um, if you have a season ticket, of releasing your ticket. You can do what's called ticket exchange, where you put it on the website and basically any other member can then buy it. So if you're a member and you haven't got a ticket for the Palace... Keep your eye on that. We think it's going live tomorrow. So there will be tickets available. Very few and far between, and you probably won't get two or three together, but keep your eye on that. You do have to be a member to be able to do that. And then the second one is Ticket Share, which I can identify 20 other people who are members in my network and I can share my ticket with them. So if Mike's, okay. if I've got Mike's number... right. And I can't make it. I say, Mike, do you fancy my ticket? Yeah, okay. And we can ticket share. That's a great idea. And whatever goes on behind the scenes goes on behind the scenes. Mm. You know, it's well, just... how much are you going to ask Mike for the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> when you say well, that, that makes what, it sound... Well, it depends what game it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what will happen with that, you don't have to hand over your season ticket access card. It goes on the, my the cl- No, the club oh. will send the person you've transferred it to an e-ticket. Okay. And you can print it out and take it, take yeah. it, or print, take it print on your that phone. Out. Take it on your phone, probably. Um, that I'm not sure about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But certainly there, there is an app. So coming. everything's changed, in other words. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. Yeah. There's no, you can't drive your car there. You can't give you a season ticket to your mate. And uh, yeah, no one <laughs> well, can I get a ticket. I wouldn't Thank God we've got it. season tickets. I know the, the club are clamping down. Um, Daniel did say, I think it was about 12... 12, 18 months ago to us, he said, what, uh, what we want to know is the name of every person sitting in every single seat for security purposes. And who they vote for. 
and what their religion is. <laughs> but now, of course, with the, the purchasing and the app, they've also got a record of how much you spend Absolutely, in the and that's a big part of what they're doing. They're keeping a track of all of that. Which is they? a benefit, because one of the things that the club has said they're going to do is sort of target pricing and actually say, well, Pete, you tend to spend a lot of time in the Beaver Town tap room. <laughs> yeah. Here's a couple of freebies for you. Uh, he said, see, hopefully... Sinister. I'm sure, it works. That Sinister. Way, not oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. That's interesting. Pigs might fly. But I mean, the other thing, <laughs> going back to the actual stadium, what I loved about it was the familiarity of it's the same walk, the same journey yeah. going there. Yeah. And even though it looks unbelievable, where I was sitting in the west upper, when I looked at the east low opposite me, the east lower still looked like to me like the lower shelf. I don't yeah. know if it's designed that way. Then you obviously left, right, and go, no, no, I'm not there. It's somewhere different. But it, it, it does have those touches of familiarity, I think. It really does to me. You know, I, I, it wasn't just me. I, you know, I said to a couple of my mates that I bumped into, I said, it really does feel like home. I know it's it, the same footprint, it's the same journey, as you say, but even so, sitting in the stadium, it just felt comfortable immediately. You know, the colour of the seats yeah. the yeah. visuals as well are similar to what we had at White Hart Lane okay digital now but, uh, but even, even little things when you sat there in the old the old ground if someone was going to the toilet you'd all have to stand up to let them go past oh no they're back again oh there's a small child here oh for God's sake there is actual leg room just to move mm. your legs your yeah. knees to one side and they walk past, which for me is a big, big bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I know, Jerry, you've been in to see the, the media. What's the media? What's that? Well, like, Jerry? The, 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 press, the old press box at White Hart Lane, and, and you know, Norman Gill is here, he'll tell, tell you about the old, old press box. Yeah. But even the old press box, which, you know, I've, I've, I was there for 30 odd years from the late 80s onwards, uh, was known as um, Curry's Folly because Steve Curry consulted with them and they brought it down from director's box level to to ground level. It was a bit too low, you know. And, oh, it, was, and, it was also the fact, wasn't it, that Irving Scholar wanted to sell the tickets. Yeah, of course. It yeah, was, was, it, yeah. It was always money involved. Yeah. But the, the problem with that was it was so cramped. If you were at one end, there was one way out. If you were at one end, there was absolutely no chance of getting out between the start of the game and the end of the game. You know, even at half-time, yeah. people are sitting there typing. So you, you were trapped in there. I mean, God knows what would happen <laughs> in the event of a fire. This, the, the new press facilities are absolutely... I mean, I've been around the world. This is, I've never seen anything like it. Really? That absolutely good. sensational. Why I mean, is it so sensational? What have they done? That... The size, the scale, the thought that's gone into it. You know, I mean, they've been... to be. Absolutely, to give Tottenham credit, you know, from Donna Cullen and, and Dan, Daniel Levy's said to Donna, Donna and uh, then it's filtered down to the Simon Felstein, head of communications. You know, let's get the media on board and say, what do you need and make sure it works for them and, and so on. So you've got PowerPoints in every seat. You've got a USB charging point. You can charge your phone up. Um, it's totally connected. But it's a nice working environment. There's plenty of space. Um, it, Everything you could imagine. That I went in to see them about, oh, you know, when they were start, when they were first talking about possibly going to Stratford, and uh, they said, look, we we went in to see the architects, and they said, look, this is what it's going to be like. This is the stadium that we want to build, and they and the architects had worked on the Emirates, and they said, look, the blueprint is largely we start with the Emirates, but we know the faults. We're going to make it just better than the Emirates. We, we, 
everything we want to do is going to be better. And they've sort of built in every level they've consulted and worked out how can this be better than it, you know, best in, best in breed sort of thing. And it's absolutely world class. I mean, fantastic facilities. And, and the other thing, I mean, I, I didn't go on Saturday, on Sunday, but I did go to, on, on Friday, I went to a sort of a little sneak peek media tour, if you like. And what struck me in going round the rest of the stadium as well and, and going into a few areas that, you know, you wouldn't normally get to, like the changing rooms even, um, so much thought has gone into making it, you know, the character and the history and the tradition so, for example, the concourse is all made, you know, it's beautifully finished surface, but it's all the old hardcore that's gone in from the old White Hart Lane. But, and the centre spot's there, you know, is, is still there, and you can, God, everyone's going to go and have a pitch with that. But you go into the, into the tunnel, into the players' area, where the players walk up and down, in and out of the dressing rooms, and every, everywhere are pictures of the past. You know, and, and Norman will know this, Greavesy, John White, you know, Dave Mackay, Blanche Flower, going right back. Um, it's all the history and tradition of Spurs, and the players can't ignore it. Mm. And I was told, the manager insisted on this, he absolutely made it clear, this is what we need to do, is, is every part of where the players will walk around that stadium, it reeks of the history. This is what being a Tottenham player is all about, and that, that struck me as really impressive. And, you know, that's where you start to get the, the, the benefit on the pitch and in the players' mindset. They understand everything that White Hart Lane was all about. So I think for the fans, and, you know, I walked in there on Friday and I hadn't been... I hadn't seen... I hadn't stood at pitch level and looked up since the Manchester United game. You know, the last day at White Hart Lane and looked up. And all you can see these concrete shapes, you know. And I walked around there on Friday and it was, like you say, spy, uh, you know... The, the hairs on the back of your neck are going up. This is like, wow, you know, this is just wow. And then you get a feel for, you know, this is what it's going to be like. This is home and we're coming back home. And uh, they've ev- so much thought has gone into making it the perfect experience for the fans, for the players, for the staff, you know. I'm, uh, I, I can't fault it, absolutely can't fault it. You know, it's, it's at, right up there with the best in the world. You can't stop that, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Template, we'll use that one again. Uh, and also, you know, from a fan's experience, modern stuff, Wi-Fi, which at Wembley, you know, you sat at Wembley, Wembley connected by EE. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Nothing, couldn't get anything. <laughs> it Trust me, it really worked. Really? Stadium yeah. guest. I was, you know, uploading stuff, what's up, backwards and forwards, Watching the a wife, movie. what time you're coming home, all that stuff. And it was instant. And that was right. like, wow, yeah. this really works. And just little things. There's ladies' toilets, as many as men's toilets now. Julie Wilkes was raving about the ladies' toilets. Yeah, but it's true. You toilets. come down each step, there's yeah. a men's toilet, women's toilet. I, I wasn't allowed in the ladies. Not after last time. Hey. Uh, but, but the men's toilet, again, loads of urinals, loads of cubicles, Great. better than yeah. Wembley. Yeah. They're individuals, not like that long trough. We had to sort of wrestle your way in and oh, all that. It is incredible. Well, really Mike, I, I'll tell you, I did go in the ladies' toilet oh, on Friday. Okay. And it was, it was one of those rare... It's probably the only... Well, I think it is the only time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, it obviously wasn't a public occasion. But... Um, and the first thing I noticed was, where are the urinals? You know, there yeah. weren't any. But, um, no, it's, it's fantastic. You know, I mean, it, it really is... They thought of everything. They thought of yeah. everything, you know, so... Yeah. 
No, it, it, it's, it's great. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the Wi-Fi is brilliant, absolutely yeah, brilliant, because yeah. I was on the concourse at half-time, and I'm thinking, oh, hold on, Pochi's being interviewed by, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. by Coity. So I, uh, one of the things that Tottenham are going to launch is an app for your phone. I could get Spurs TV on it, and right. I could watch and listen to the interview. What's going on on the pitch the while you're queuing for a pie? As good mm. while I was queuing up, and I great. could hear what was going on. Wow. The sound system as well. Good. Well, yeah. was really Coity yeah, yeah. came out it was too loud someone immediately lowered it down slightly yeah. you know Wembley you couldn't hear, you couldn't hear him at no, half no, time not at all. you had no. all these legends coming out and you literally what's the point saying, yeah. I can't hear anything there's no point me sitting here incredible anyway we're, well, we're, we've done quite a lot already uh, let's have a very quick break and then we'll be back talking about the game coming up The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back in the room. There we are. Uh, before we uh, continue looking ahead, finally, to a game at the weekend, uh, as I said before, uh, you can join us at these monthly events. Go to season.spursshow.net. Our next show here uh, is with Phil Bill on April the 30th, and then our big end of season show on May the 14th. This season, we teamed up with Ladbrooks, bringing you plenty of specials. Go to bet.spursshow.net. Sign up, get a free £20 bet on us. Uh, and also, we're doing additional uh, content now uh, for the Spurs show, including a daily Spurs uh, news show, match reports, interviews with ex-players. So please go to patreon.com slash Spurs show and sign up. There's interviews there with, oh, well, Dom McAllister, Ian Walker, Jimmy Holmes, John Duncan, Mike Varney, Colin Lee, Eric Torsvet, uh, Alfie Kahn, Pat Van Aert, loads and loads and loads of different series there. Give it a go for a month at patreon.com slash Spurs show. Right, finally, we've got, before we talk about the Liverpool game, we've obviously had this break because of the two England games. It was unbelievable watching that first game to see Eric Dyer get cropped within, what, 10, 15 minutes? 15, yeah. Why is it, Jerry, that we seem to be the only major club that happily gives our players to these games, whereas Manchester United, Liverpool... Man City all have these mystery injuries. Oh, they've got a slight tweak. There's a muscle problem. Where do you stand on that? Well, we've always been like that. You know, to be honest, <laughs> no, Spurs have always just, you know, given up their players and, and certain clubs have always withdrawn their players. And, you know, I, I saw, you know, Alexander-Arnold was pulled out of a game and Andy Robertson didn't quite make the Scotland humiliation the other day and so on. Um, and you think, oh, OK, well... It's probably a fighting chance they might be fit for Sunday week sort of thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it certainly was a bit distressing when, when Dyer pulled up. I was at Wembley on Friday night and, uh, you know, obviously it didn't look good. He, 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 I was in the mix zone afterwards and he walked out and he's limping heavily. So you wouldn't... It's a hip problem and, you know, wouldn't put money on him playing on Sunday week. Um, the real worry would have been Deli Alley breaking down again or... Uh, Harry yeah. obviously doing his ankle so and and on the other side of it you say well Delhi's now got two yes. best part of two games he under his much belt better in that second game yeah. he looked like the Delhi of old you know he, he just needs to find a little bit of fitness and rhythm again and Harry's obviously getting stronger and you know he's scoring almost every game and that that's good um, I think you know without doubt Spurs have suffered and, and Pochettino alluded alluded to this when um, I think it was when uh, Trippier suffered a he, he'd had a bad game a few months ago he'd had a bad game he, he came off before the end of the game 
And Pochettino was quite blunt about it. And he said, look, you know, he's carrying an injury and it'll be, you know, next summer before we can start getting him through it. And it was because in the semi-final, in the World Cup semi-final against Croatia, you know, he was off on a stretcher. He was, he was off. Three days later, he's playing in that meaningless third-place game, really. Um, and Pochettino was going, well, we didn't understand why he's doing it. He's now got a, an abdominal problem. He said, I had it as a player. And we just have to nurse him through it for the season. So, you know, whenever you look at Trippier not being up to the stands as he is, he, he's carrying. Why. And yeah. a lot of players do. You know, Eden Hazard it gets a lot of grief for the season when they had a... Chelsea had a terrible season. Mourinho got sacked and they said Hazard down tools. He was playing through pain all that season. He had a long summer off. Next season, he was Footballer of the Year. You know, he's fantastic. And they won the league. And, and you know, when p- players will play through, you know, they get injections, they get managed through games, they, can, they can't play two or three in a week. They might play once a fortnight or whatever. And we've got a few going through that sort of situation. There's only, I think, Son is about now, Son and maybe over, all of Ireland, are the only two of that 11, 12, 13 who played in the World Cup who haven't been injured. And Son's obviously been away a few times. And Son scored yesterday against Colombia. Yeah, yeah, it was a sensational yeah. goal if you yeah, haven't yeah. seen it as well. So, you know, there has been that effect hanging over Spurs. But that's, you know, do you want to see it? Do you want to see your players doing well in a World Cup? Of course you do. You know, you, you want to see that. Um, do you want to get them withdrawn from competitive games? Probably not. You know, maybe friendlies would be a different story. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not against it. I'm, I, I just think, listen, they're, they're doing their duty for England. Yeah. And so you would have understood it, you know, Diane needs match fitness. Delhi needs match fitness as well. Um, so yeah. I think it was right that they yeah. went. Yeah. Um, it is always a risk that you're going to run. It's bad luck, really. But I was a bit, uh, a bit disgruntled that he picked three Tottenham players last night and rested Henderson. I thought that's Henderson a bit much. Came on after he came on, he came on, but right. even so, I mean, he starts three yeah. Tottenham players and rest the Liverpool player. Having said that, yeah, I mean, Kane and certainly Delhi will have benefited from some match action. And also, you try telling Harry Kane you're not going to rest rested. Kane. He won't you know, have, he yeah, he won't have it. Yeah, he's he the captain, he's going to play. But what and he's scoring goals as well. He's scoring you know, goals. Loves yeah. it. And also, yeah. what he's doing for England now. Probably more so does for Spurs. The amount he's dropping back in midfield yeah, in Spain. Such a wonderful pass. Complete footballer. I mean, that's almost like another thing to his game now. He does everything. I mean, you'll also see him putting in fantastic clearances from dead balls in the yeah. you know, defensive ones. And so it's inc- it just, there's nothing he can't do. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I know, you know, quite understandably, Raheem Sterling's the poster boy at the moment and everyone's raving about him. But when you, when you sit down and analyse... Who's the best footballer? Who's the best English footballer? The best player in that team? The all-round footballer? It's still Harry Kane. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, on every level, he, he's a superb footballer. Both feet, head, tackles, finishes, yeah. work rate, passing ability, spotting a pass. You know, I remember seeing him at Millwall on loan and they played him as a sort of central midfielder and he was dictating the play. He was a kid. He was only a teenager at Millwall, you know. Remember Ryan Mason talking about what a hostile environment it was. Yeah. But he was, he was spraying balls around and, and dictating the play from the middle of the park. He could do that, you know, but he, he happens to be a centre-forward, you know. Yeah. He's, he's a terrific footballer. Yeah. And I think that's, that's sort of forgotten because of his goal record. Yeah. yeah. But well, one thing s- struck me about yesterday, I think it was in the first half, he'd lost the ball and uh, they broke on us. And he chased down yeah. all the way back into the own box, put yeah. a block in, and then was ready to counter-attack. Mm. And you just think that's maybe some of the things that he hasn't been doing over the past couple of months because of his fitness and his getting fitness, back to yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now getting there. Yeah. 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 
And I mean, that brings us to the game on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, small because game. Because we've, we've obviously had a few weeks off, and as Pete said earlier, we're on a bad run. We've yeah. gone from, can we go for the title, to now can we get to the top can four Can we hang again, on? Yeah. Which is the worry. And we're playing a team that are going for a title, yeah. that we have still a wretched record at Anfield. God, I mean, obviously, it was 85 was our first win there in 76 years. Since then, we won, what, twice in the league, I think? Certainly when Roy Evans was manager, we won there, and maybe one more. So we've got a terrible record there. Um, and yet, it's such a huge game. Bearing yeah. in mind, we've got the big game now against Palace, the first game in the new stadium, then the Champions League games coming up. I mean, Pete, do you think... I mean, you know, Spurs, typical Spurs pessimist fan. <laughs> would you take a draw? <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm always optimistic. I always think we're going to win every single game. And I think that's one of the mentalities that the team have got as well. They believe they can win every single game. And I really do believe we can go there and win. What do you think has been lacking on that bad run we had? Where, where do you think that came from? <coughs> There's the old Jimmy Greaves quote, isn't there, about the wet, you know, going into Burnley, going over the top of the moors, going into town on a wet day and go, oh, shall we turn around and give them the points? You know, and mm. it, it was almost like a mentality that we were going to win that one, same as the Southampton one. Yeah. Like, conf- overconfident, we're going to win. Mm. We don't have to do much. Southampton yeah. turn it around. Chelsea like, could have gone either way. Chelsea could have gone either way. Arsenal, mm. also yeah, pleased to have got a point out of yeah. it. But. I think it's an enormous game. We've, we've forgotten, in a way, because of the stadium... It's just such an extraordinary and unique moment in Tottenham's history. Because of this stadium, we're so amazed and, and so full of excitement about yeah, that. We can't lose but sight But this of... is such a terrible run. One point yeah. from 12 is, I, I would say, it's probably unprecedented under Pochettino. Yeah. And it's come at such a bad time that we got sucked back in. But what, it's such an enormous game because it's huge pressure on Liverpool, of course, at home yeah. in a big Who game, going for the title. Well, have been playing that we well. They're under immense pressure. <laughs> Which is just as well, because if, if that focus wasn't on them, it would certainly be on us with one yeah. point from 12 and looking like we get, we're going backwards while everyone else is going forwards in that uh, Champions League place race. The, the Chelsea defeat against Everton, it feels... Yeah, that was huge. That was that, big that, for us. I think, that was, was big for us, hopefully but, pivotal. And United, you know, have started to falter. Mm. But nevertheless, we're very much in a race with two other, with, with three, you know, probably three other teams yeah. for those two places, which is something we thought we were well away from. Mm. And, you know, for, for the next game, in order to, you know, one, one point from 12 can very easily become one from 15. And that, that is certainly unprecedented. That is worse than relegation form. And it really is a, a crisis, you know. And suddenly you go into that Palace game and you think, God, we can't lose this. It's, it's like there's so much on it. Can, can you imagine your first game in the competitive game in the stadium and there's crowds going, Pochettino out? Well, <laughs> I don't think I don't so. think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But do you know what? The game reminds me a bit. Do you remember that 125th anniversary game? Oh, yes, that's the Villa. Yes. Yeah. Something's just down. reminding me of that. Right? It's our big down. night. Yeah. Like you just think, oh. Yeah, I suspect there might be yeah. some flags involved. Obviously. Well, I looked, I looked at the, the, the fixtures a couple of weeks ago and, you know, being half optimistic, half pessimistic, I see the glass at absolutely level. Um, <laughs> and I, I looked at it and I thought, you, you know, they could, have, they could afford to lose the City and the Liverpool games away, which you'd sort of expect, as long as they beat win the games they'd expect to win yeah. and maybe get a point here and there. West Ham at home will always be a bit tricky, you know, mm. but Bournemouth and, and uh, Huddersfield. Huddersfield and Brighton, yeah. 
even Everton on the yeah. last day. Mm-hmm. If they win that, and, and then looking at what the other clubs have got, mm. they ought to, they should, even if they lose those two, City and Liverpool away, as long as they don't really mess up against the others, they ought to still stay third. See, I'm half-class empty, and I think, out of looking at the other games and anything to go, I think with Liverpool, Man City away, I think we need to get at least one point from Ooh. those games. That's how I've looked at it. And I think we've got more chance of getting that against Liverpool yeah, than possibly that, Manchester City, who obviously are placing, facing three times in ten days now. City, remember, League. have a lot of fixtures. That's their weakness. Yeah. They've got a lot of games to play because of the FA Cup as well. Yeah, true. But you take a defeat in the league against City to win through. Yeah, all the yeah, you, yeah. Would. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would. You would. What, yeah. to, to reach the semi-finals, the Champions League, <laughs> yeah. for the second time in our history? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? So very, very quickly, because we're running out of time now, Liverpool, Sunday, Pete, what's your prediction? We're going to win 2-1. Oh, lovely. Oh, I take that. Theo? <laughs> Silence. I was going to say exactly the same. Two ones first. Yeah. I was actually going to say. Really? I'm going to say the same. Yeah. I'd settle for a draw. Um, two two like last year. Yes. Was that last season? That was yeah. last yeah. Season. Yeah. extraordinary game. game. Incredible and, game. Uh, we we should have beaten them. Missed a penalty. Yeah, Maybe no. we score it this time. But yeah. yeah, A draw. I'd settle for. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take a draw as well. <laughs> right, gentlemen. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Pete. Thank you very much. Thank Jerry, you, Jerry. Thank you very much, Theo. Uh, don't forget, uh, those of you listening at home, uh, what are we now? It's what is that, Tuesday, end of the week, we'll have our very special show with Norman Giller. Until then, come on, you Spurs. This day, January the 22nd, 2008, having drawn the first leg on one all day, January the 20th, 1951. This day, January the 14th, 1978, a jump. On this day, January the 17th, 1968, Martin Chivers makes his debut. For if you're interested in the history, landmarks, and great achievements of the football club we hold dear, your love on this day. And White Hart Lane erupts. Jimmy Greaves equalises on the stroke of half-time. Aaron Lennon scores a fourth. Tottenham embark on a 19-game unbeaten run. On this day, a daily mini-series dedicated exclusively to memorialise great Spurs days gone by. Exclusively available at patreon.com slash Spurs show. Patreon.com slash Spurs slash Spurs slash Jimmy Greaves equalises on the stroke of half-time. John Pratt Brace at a concert. January the 17th, 1968. Patreon.com slash Spursh slash Spursh slash Spursh.
Aaron Lennon scores a fourth. Tottenham embark on a 19-game unbeaten run. 1951, Martin Chivers makes his debut to Spurs. Top of the league and White Hart Lane a run. 1978, 2008, 1951, 1968. Patreon.com slash Spurs slash The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.